0: Ninety-three seven the ticket and the ticketfm.com Welcome into old school Wednesday morning here in beautiful Lincoln, Nebraska, ninety-three seven the ticket, the ticketfm.com. First things first. Rest You're the greatest. Peace. Rest in peace, Bob Lanier. Bigfoot, Bigfoot. When somebody
1: talks about talks about Wilt and and Russell and Kareem playing against you know mailmen and and car insurance insurance salesmen. That's uh, a big car insurance salesman. L- let, me, let me let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Big Bob Lanier was a fort. He was a fort that stood in the middle of a basketball court. And would lace you up. Number one overall pick back in 1970. Right. Uh, average career average double double. Average yes. 20 and 10. Did it in Detroit. Wasn't sexy. It was just
0: good. Hall of Fame in 1992.
1: And one of yeah. the great ambassadors for for the for the Europe for the international uh, ma- marketing and branding for the National Basketball Association. One of the, I, Jay, I, I think he might be one of the top ten most powerful men in basketball. Quietest, yeah. Quiet, quiet, cap.
2: Yeah, he did it the uh, right way, and I guess behind the scenes, and when he when he played, he was like a like a tree stump. Oof. You know, he's just built Oof. built for contact, built for physicality. Um, it it wasn't pretty, but it was practical. I had I had it. heard
0: of Bob Lanier a lot through you know basketball conversations, but I'd never watched any Bob Lanier highlights or anything and I went back yesterday after the news came out and I watched a couple and yeah yeah sturdy yeah it was a Sturdy was more than it It was a Sturdy is sturdy isn't even the right word I don't know
2: Rick Mahorn with athletic ability yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. better touch shooting touch had a nice shooting touch great footwork uh for for an extremely large man um and the demeanor yeah the demeanor of a guy that understood the professional he this was he was a professional big man and his job was to enforce, be the boundary, be the be the, be the the core, and to let everybody else be excellent around him, whether it was Dave Bing or any yeah. of those guys. He did the work that allowed the little guys to to get space. One of the great pick setters. He and Wes Huntel, two of the great pick setters in the history of the game. Right. right. All the little stuff that was required. So, yeah, rest
0: Bob, big Bob. So, right. just wanted to, wanted to Good mention dude. that Good off dude. the top. Yeah. Uh, old school sponsored by sandhills global sandhills global is looking to fill hundreds of new openings and sales traveling sports software development web design and more career and internship opportunities are available at the global headquarters in lincoln apply today at sandhills jobs and you can get in touch with us 402-464-5685 Honda lincoln hotline starter Heyman text line join us on the starter Heyman jewelers live video stream facebook youtube twitch and Twitter. The Twitter. I got to make sure that the Twitter goes live. The
1: Twitter. Thank you, can't. There.
0: Sir. Now the Twitter is also live. There we go.
1: Great. Appreciate it. Well done, Rico. Uh, Jay Foreman, what's, what's your story of the day? What's your first, the biggest sports story in Of your today? Mind? Yeah. What's, what, what, what sets deepest with you? Is it Tom Brady? Is it NBA playoffs? Is it
2: is a, a lot of money? Yeah, Tom Brady. Is it Tom Tom Brady going to Tom Brady. Is it is
1: it uh, Malachi Coleman ten four 4 four six, 6
0: and <laughs> with tight he, with with a tight body he's not loose at all and he ran a ten four he needs to loosen yeah. up if he if he relaxes I don't know I don't but not, know but he, he powered he through bro he did he did like yeah. that's how he won that race he didn't he got he got second. he got well, it was it was behind Jalen Lloyd of Central yeah. he, who is he who got his up. first his first Division one uh, football scholarship yesterday from Northern Iowa Did you see him in two twenty. Yeah. In the 200? In the yes, right, yes, power, yeah. yeah, that's different. I mean, he's a powerful power, runner. Yeah. He he seems like a much better two hundred runner. I want to see him run a four hundred. I feel like he'd be pretty good at that. Well, you yeah. call him an. Athlete. Got them long strides.
1: You call him an asker. Ain't gonna run
0: no four hundred. It's he, too late now. He doing it. He doing it way differently. Than- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's he doing. A, he's
2: a. He's a, for a big, tall guy like that. He can get out of the blocks, and he's powerful. Um, and you know you got to feel extremely happy for for a kid like that that mm-hmm. you know his upbringing. Um, and it's gonna be interesting to see how you know he plays his high school football year, and then you know what happens to him at the uh, or where you know wh- you know where he decides to go, and how his process works out. Um, you he better goes, not
0: go nowhere. How many more offers he gets? Stay, yeah, but see, all, stay those house. Are, uh, yeah, all those, yeah, stack offers, the offers are, and stay home, those
2: are great. But at the end of the day, you got you're coming down. You got to start making a decision. Yeah, and you got to – along with that decision. You got to start getting your body and your football skills right for whatever said decision that you're particularly gonna do and that's whether you're gonna try to play offense or you're gonna try to play defense you're trying to play defense what position you're gonna play um there there's gonna be some sacrifice and some growing that needs to go like immediately so yeah the track is great right um and if you watch him play basketball where he's you know he's not a basketball player per se but you talk about a rim protector a guy that can kind of um, kind of like a Wes on Soto if he was going up against like Wilt can move Wilt off the block or move a player off a block or players off a block he can definitely do that um, but ultimately you know on the gridiron is where, where he's going to make an impact his, his athletic ability for it to be in that tall and somewhat big in stature is off the charts now we got to correlate that to the football field and that's got to be job number one from the end of the state track meet to August or whenever their first game is.
1: Is is, is, is what's happening at Lincoln East that where where there's now athlete, athlete, athlete. Yeah, athlete. it seems to be happening. Is is that the spot? Is that is that the are the coaches there that have been there for it's, a long time? It's been the
0: spot for a couple of years. They have they've had uh, a couple athletes in, in multiple different sports coming out and, and showing out for the last couple of years, but I, I couldn't speak to anything before before I got here, which five years yeah. ago, so it,
2: I mean, East is kind of like you have your like 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 one off, but I think this year their football team when you have you have Malachi Coleman, you have uh, Noah Walters, mm-hmm. then you have um, Cooper Erickson who's mm-hmm. going to play going to play uh, baseball at Wofford. Mm-hmm. You got three Division one athletes on the team. I, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, that's not really not pretty good. Then um, uh, I think their center fielder is named Jalen. Um, he he's He's going to play college at, you know, baseball. They have a bunch of multi-sport guys that are out there that are pretty good. So that's why you saw East go into the state, you know, playoffs at football. Mm -hmm. Um, But then locally, probably Southeast, I'd say, just because of – well, they had 2 year kid up until, you know, his dad got the job up in Oregon. Um, You got Applegate. Then you got Butenbach, who's going to Nebraska full ride. Uh, They got Gunner, their offensive tackle, and they got some young guys too. So, I mean, it's kind of – you know, it's growing, I think, you know – the the Malachi Coleman thing I think it brings more eyes to to Lincoln East um and they they have you know that group or you know those classes of kids are are pretty good you mm-hmm. know and um you know Sam Greasel went there for basketball they
0: had West Dreamer a couple West years Dreamer
2: ago. who you know if he could have been at East for like two years instead of one you know he he'd be up where Sam Greasel started yeah. like a North Dakota State or something like that so they've had some players and then uh, you know they've they've had some football players. I think they had a kid go out to uh, Wayne State. Uh, I think his brother's at Westland, starting uh, center for basketball. Um, so they've had some you know sneaky good athletes. So I, I don't think it's anything that's uh, new. But I think Malachi, Malachi Coleman is next level. You know with offers from Georgia and seems like every power five school in the top twenty five. Uh,
1: from the start of him and text line. Uh, it's Matt in South Lincoln. Uh, says what's up. What's up, guys? Uh, so I have a question for JDP. What's your take on youth sports, age eight to fourteen? In regards to is winning more important, or is the individual development during game time experiences more integral? I get practice. I get practice time is, is to address what's seen during games and to input different plays. Another thing, which leads to development. Just curious on your take. Uh, development, winning, in game experiences.
2: Uh, I think if I would give advice to, say some you know say his kid is eight, starting to get into I guess quote unquote club sports around Lincoln, I, I and I just was talking to somebody about this is what well, you know last year, um that the biggest thing that you need to look for is a coach that's going to develop them fundamentally from an early age because you get everything after that from that foundation fundamentals which will be the details which will be you know practice hard come to practice to get better not get through practice um so i think development is huge and then uh teaching them how to win and what it takes to win i think is huge uh, i think there's a happy medium that you could do in practice where you still get a little bit of skill development you know element you know in practice and then obviously then you get some stuff that you need to clean up or just you know scrimmage time i'm just more or less referring to to basketball um, and then when you get out in the games, you got to, you know, put them out there and, um, you know, see how they can do in game like situations and teaching them how to compete. You know, I think when you go from fourth grade to sixth grade is one thing from sixth to eighth grade is a totally different animal as far as you see a clear separation and who really wants to play said sport. What coaches actually want to coach kids in general and not just their kid or the coaches' kids. I think daddy ball is probably like a a thing I think that when you have so many different club teams or options out there you get more more of that than actually trying to teach them you know said game or fundamentals which I think if, if, when they get older will stunt their ability to make teams you know and um, you know they had some like pre-high school tryouts for like a little like um, I guess there's a bison league or something like that you know and then you know some kids made it that had been on like so-called lower-level teams, and some kids that have been on the higher-level teams didn't. And this is where kids and parents uh, go around chasing wins and, and trophies versus you know their kid actually playing and getting experience. Because the way I correlate it is, and I talk about uh, I was referring to Lincoln East, where they haven't been. I don't think they've been as competitive in every sport as they or Lincoln, not Lincoln East, but Lincoln sports in general, where they haven't been as competitive and the coaches haven't been as competitive and open to sending a Noah Walters to DP or Coach Thompson or, you know, said a person here, right, and this is including the parents as well, is that you're lining up against the kid, kids from the Metro or Omaha area that have had throughout the whole summer, say let's just say 500 seven-on-seven seven reps, mm-hmm. just at, say, skill positions and quarterback included. You're 500 reps in the hole, and then now you went through your two a days or whatever you want, you're you're actually probably seven hundred reps in the hole because those reps that they're getting and you know, the Metro kids or kids that are actually have participating in the off season, they're able to do more reps more efficiently, so they're times in two for whatever you did. So nothing's ever even. You get what I'm saying? So um to answer his question, I think it's all of the above, but I think it's huge. I mean it's it's um <clears throat> You know, it's a very unique thing to where, you know, you it's a different animal um, versus obviously than when I grew up playing um, because kids have so many options. I mean, I was just talking to some kids that I coached. like when I was when you know starting AAU. There's only two teams in the whole state of Minnesota, so you get cut. I got cut as a freshman uh, trying to make it, um, but I didn't, you know, blame the coach or whatever. I mean, I had to face the reality that I need to get better with um my off hand which was my left I had to get better at playing against you know up guys up close to me and I got to figure out a way to improve my shooting range or be able to get my shot off and then I was able to make it the next you know 3 years but um you know I think a lot of times you know the parents get caught up in coming to work and say Johnny you know, Johnny's on this team and we beat we won every tournament game by 30 and we're the best team in the state, and what parents don't understand is, as you get older, the gap gets closer because kids, you know, the team that you were, I guess, intimidating before you got on the court in fourth and fifth grade has played other teams just as good as you from fifth, sixth, and seventh. So now you're stepping out there in eighth grade, and the in the and the gap is closing. Then also sometimes when they've been on such dominant teams, their will and and work ethic starts to dissipate. So these guys that have been getting their butt kicked, you know, if they if you get the right amount of guys or right personalities, that's oh now you get beat, you know. And so, um, you know, I think it's it's a different animal because you got to think you got a lot of windshield coaches, and that's the parents that are DPs coaching their kid one way and wanting them to do something because DP's thinking about developing them for seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth grade, right, setting them up for success for the future. The parents are worried about right now. And so it's always, I call it, it's creating chaos, right? You're getting one thing, and then as soon as you leave here, you're like, do something else. And so that's where you get a lot of the, you know, the, I guess, you know, lost in translation. So it's it's, it's a hard deal to do. Uh, but, you know, finding the right coach is the most important thing from an early age.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of it is that sometimes you're bounded by the space you're in. Yep. But there's a story. There, there's a constant thread that's happened over the course of the last couple of years, specifically with Husker athletes. And you you ask them, "How did you get here?" And ultimately, it's that the parents, in a lot of cases, the parents would literally drive them, you know, sixty minutes, ninety minutes, to get them the coaching that they needed, right. rather than what was convenient to them. And that's a sad statement of truth, but. If your area is not locked and loaded with coaches who can who can teach you
2: and want to coach,
1: like what you what you well, that's the other thing because I, I got chewed out the other day. I literally got chewed out Friday because uh, there's coaches and they asked why aren't you why are you here not coaching, right? And it's all the other stuff. Yeah, it's all the other stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there's more coaches that want to coach their kid versus they want to coach kids
1: well i've never coached like i don't I don't have that like that i, I like the fact that i'm I, i'm a ship onto my own
2: sure yeah right. But you're few and far between right that, in, that, there's that. more coaches that are coaching everybody else is a filler yeah for the coaches coaches kid or the coaches and at the end of the day you you don't develop everybody you actually don't develop the kids that that are coaches kids because they don't have any idea what it's like to really be Be coached and and to be you know be competitive and then there you then you actually just kind of just it's like a play date yeah everybody else just kind of getting you know staying out here and let four or five kids have run ramshot over the team
1: it it was there uh i'll i'll say this and i'll answer to what what P can probably just how you he said I'm just asking clarify, are you saying at a certain age kids need to, to need to pick a sport and focus more on it than being a multi sport athlete? No. 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 No, no, no. No, 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 no. Big huge fans. No. Multi sport uh, uh, is multi is... Well, because you learn to do things in that space that are unique to it. So wrestling allows you um, a certain level of commitment the conversation in your head of how to get yourself in and out of situations, how to push yourself to work, football, uh, long game, being able to extend basketball, the athleticism, uh, being able to change direction in short spurts, Uh, baseball, your directional and your ability to to just do basic body movements in short space. All of them help you do the other thing that you're doing. I'm definitely,
2: you know, definitely multi-sport. I'm just saying making sure to find that in every sport, you want it to be consistent because you don't want to have a coach that's going to encourage your kid, hold your kid accountable, discipline, and then have somebody that's totally the opposite. Because then you, everything that you built up for whatever sport is going to be gone.
1: And it, it is that thing of, of explaining to folks that, one, today's experience is important. So what that young person learns and experiences today is important but I'm never going to ask him to do something that's not going to be good for him long-term. Right. Like, it's never the, that's never the thing. So I think that's kind of the space that we're in. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll jump back to this in the second hour of the show today. But it's time now for Rico to tell us what's up when we come back to Old School.
0: You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.